What's up, sports nerds, and welcome back to another action-packed episode of Sports Brews and News. I am one of your two hosts, Matt. Alongside me is Josh. We have an action-packed, like I had already said, episode for you today. Lots of news. So we're coming off of week 12 NFL season. Lots of storylines out there. We've got the latest college football playoff rankings. And the dreaded rats of the NHL has been benched slash suspended once more amongst a massive COVID outbreak that the NHL is also experiencing right now. So first things first, beer of the week. I know we've been hit or miss on this, but I'm trying to bring it back, man. Trying to make it a thing. I am drinking a 2021 sweet potato pie porter from Red Beard Brewing. And uh, it's a actually, they packaged it as a 19 ounce beer. So uh, might need all 19 ounces to digest all the sports news that has happened the last <laughs> few days, especially yeah. if you're a Bruins fan like I am. Like it's the last 24 hours as a Bruins fan has just been fucking brutal, dude. All over the board. It has been awful. It has been awful. But uh, Joshua, what is up? My uh, sexual life, mate. Uh, and I'll be on the coffee today uh, mm. because I, I enjoyed my Thanksgiving. I, I gave a lot of thanks. I definitely, so. you know, actually, I didn't go as hard as I expected. I did like Thursday. Like I ate a lot of fucking food, dude. Friday, I finished oh, yeah. the stuffing and I've been good since. Like I haven't really drank any beer, haven't done anything. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and drink tonight. My son's birthday is tomorrow. You know, Oliver, you might've heard of him once or twice. He, uh, his birthday is tomorrow. So I'm going to drink for him. Yeah. Happy sixth birthday. I'll drink to be a good father. Yeah. You, (laughs) that's what a good father would do. Uh, we'll, we'll get to jingle all the way in a future world, but yes, yes, that's, that's what attentive fathers do. They, they drink for their children. I mean, mine did. I'm pretty sure every holiday and dad was always drunk. Yeah. And, uh, uh, to start off, I would actually uh, like to release a statement. Oh, uh, just uh, about a very personal thing, Uh-oh. men. Let me first apologize for these awful NFL picks that we've ah, been we, providing with you. I have been uh, off, ever since I started really picking. I have been bad. More importantly, I, I for not being there to share the news with you in person that we are going zero and sixteen every week. <laughs> <laughs> like oh that's, that's all I had to say. I, we picked but, the Packers this week, so we yeah, no, we did okay. Six. We did okay. I we just was thinking of Brian Kelly. I, so oh, many thoughts on the Brian Kelly. Uh, I have I have a lot of thoughts. All right, let's, yeah, let's let's yeah. dive into college football. Let's start there. The latest rankings are out. Um, Texas A and M is dropped down to twenty five because there's a little known school called Alabama that really has been struggling. So if they can just like keep as many ranked teams that Alabama has lost to and or barely beat as they possibly can in the top 25, like an eight and four Arkansas an eight and four Texas A&M just to boost them up because Auburn took them to four overtimes on a quarterback that had literally one freaking leg, dude. When's the last time they look good to you? I don't think they really had like that if they're not beating up on New Mexico state, exactly. They, they struggled against Florida. They struggled against LSU. They struggled against, they lost to the Aggies. They beat uh, Arkansas by a touchdown and then Auburn, they beat by two points because that stupid college football rule, which in all fairness, like they, they had a 97 yard drive at the end. They're like, good on you. But um, first things first, like Auburn should have went for two, after that first, you know, the first overtime, they, they could have won the game in the first overtime. Absolutely. And it's, it's one of those things where when you're playing against the team that I hypothetically, you're better than, I don't understand the sort of conservative approach. Not at all. Like, first of all, like Auburn, you have a one-legged quarterback in your offense has not done anything to this point. Like you, you have nothing to lose too. You have nothing to lose. Like your season, this is your season. Regardless, like you have zero to lose. Nonetheless, they lose by two points. I have people who are Bama fans on my Facebook like, yeah, all y'all talking about that Bama. You better go ahead and apologize right now. It's like, what am I apologizing for? You beat a one-legged team that isn't even ranked by two points in four overtimes. And it's like, don't even talk to me. Like if you beat Georgia this week, who is the, the unanimous number one only undefeated team right now besides Cincinnati, then we'll put some respect yeah. on your then name. Then I'm going to be like, all right, you made the playoffs. I'm putting respect on it right now. But 
Georgia at one, Michigan at two, which I have a lot to say about that in a second. Bama three, Cincinnati four. So Cincinnati, respectfully so. Oklahoma State at five, which I'm going to hold on to this until I fucking die. <laughs> Oklahoma State law, or only beat Boise State by one point. And so that mm. was... I'm going to hold on to that till I die, hanging my hat there. They should have had two losses, but they had a really, they, they beat the Sooners enough that made, they made Lincoln Riley quit. Lincoln Riley rage quit. That man said, Absolutely. I'm no longer staying in the big 12. I will not go to the sec. Yeah. I think, I think that gave him a window. He's like, I don't need any of this shit. Like, no. <laughs> let me just hang out in California. <laughs> Lincoln Riley wanted none of the smoke. That dude was like, and then he looked at how they're going to go to the SEC in two years, and he was like, "Dude, I'm out of here. No chance." And then, and then those Pac-12 schools are basically like a a window straight into TV, so he could do like the Reggie Bush or oh Matt yeah. Leinard or like the all those guys get TV job easier yeah. to play than like, and then yeah. obviously USC is a big name and they're on all the time and they're recruiting there. And you as, you, as you've already seen, you had a lot of these recruits, even a five-star quarterback from 2023, they decommitted from Oklahoma. That man has already committed to uh USC. He's followed Lincoln Riley. And so um, it's, you've already seen it. So Malachi Nelson has committed to join Lincoln Riley at USC. He decommitted from Oklahoma. He's a five-star 2023 quarterback. Is it actually Malachi or did you just butcher a Malachi? Oh, it's Malachi. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. With you. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know either. I've just listened to my names. other podcast geeks. You know that uh, me and names are pretty, pretty bad. So yeah, I, yeah. honestly, no idea. Um, Notre Dame, speaking of coaches, Notre Dame sitting at six right now. Yeah. And imagine vying for a playoff spot and then your coach like your best friend tells you that your girlfriend of that you're gonna marry and potentially you know have a wedding and all that with is leaving the school and not only that he they then send you a text message that night calling the whole thing off Uh, yeah that <laughs> you for 11 minutes in person. Yeah. He sent a, a late minutes. night text, which it's, I've read this thing like five times. It, it's somehow it's that's the most yeah. hard. Like there was no emotion behind that at all. My love for you is limitless. I, I don't think I'm it is. So, I feel so like, proud of you. I feel like we found the limit, Brian. Uh, he was basically like, like all the bull crap that he has had his whole career, but like absolutely that man straight up was like LSU peace. They're calling like he was on a plane to LSU. Yeah. And I get well, it. You don't have to tell anybody what you're doing. However, your team is sitting in six right now. Like they are primed for a playoff spot. Then you break up with them over a disheartened text. That's like very dis. And then you ghost everybody in the facility. Yeah. And then you meet with your team for 11 minutes to basically have breakup sex. Yeah. And then you're out of there like a break. <laughs> and then you're out of there, dude. And it's like, okay, bye. And now you're going to go to the SEC and LSU, which I, it's just like as, and then not to mention the playoff committee tonight, the, the chair, Gary Barda says that the committee's protocols do include player slash coach availability. So yeah. Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame could be a factor in the final rankings. So you're, you're a student. Like I get it. We like coaches leave all the time, better deals. That man's making like $92 million over 10 years. Like can't hate that, but you're a college athlete who's worked your entire life to this moment. And now it's like, you could not make the playoffs for no reason other than your coach just up and like dad, we're not for cigarettes. And then shot you a text and was like, actually, yeah, I'll see you when you're 18. That's the thing too. They're good. I don't, I don't, they are good. Like (laughs) I get it. They lost to Cincinnati and then looked good otherwise. Um, And their coach just up and left him. He left us straight up bathroom scene. Straight up. He left us straight up. And and LSU is just going to be happy that Brian Kelly doesn't hit on everybody's wives or whatever. I mean, this is a great cultural change because yeah, he's not bringing, he's not picking girlfriends up at the gas station. And he, he he doesn't have the charm for that sort of thing. So (laughs) no, they're, they're fine there. Yeah, it is. It's insane. And, 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 I guess Lincoln, he was right. He's not going to LSU. He said he's not he did. going. Lincoln didn't lie. He technically didn't no, he, lie. He's just God. gone to a different three-lettered school. <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole structure to me is just broken. 
It is. It's very hard. Yeah. College, man. Like they, they, they leave. Like I get it, man. I, I really, I really, really, really get it. But yeah, it's just, that's one of those things where it's really hard. Like Oklahoma's lost all these recruits, everything. Yeah. And I don't know. And where I, everything happens now instead of after the season is like one of those really weird. Yeah. At least wait till the season's done, especially if you're in a playoff spot. Everyone yeah. rushes like you're in a rush to do what? Like Bob <laughs> Stoops is going to coach the Oklahoma bowl game. Cause they just lost. Okay, fine. But like, what are you in a rush for right now as a school? You yeah. Know, especially if this other coach has a job. So I don't know. It's, it's a little ridiculous, but one of the coaches who actually is doing good, Jim Harbaugh coming off a, this first ever victory against Ohio state finally. And he's decided that any incentives he gets, he's donating back to the program. So at least you have one college coach that's actually in, not for nothing, but I've always actually liked the Harbaugh's. Yeah. They're, they're good coaches. Yeah. They're a bit goofballs. Like Jim Harbaugh is, you know, a bit of a goof. But I mean, you can't be a coach and a normal person at a certain point. Not at all. But at least he's doing good. And his biggest scandal is just that he looks like that, you know, deranged grandpa on the sideline. (laughs) His sunglasses that turned to, you know, his glasses that turned to sunglasses and stuff like that. Yeah. And that he's only capable of like the one facial expression. Yeah. And Ohio State fans, man, they they had a meltdown of epic proportions. Rough. That like they were on suicide watch. You would have thought. Like, I don't even know. And not for nothing, but um, shout out to our our friend of mine on Twitter, Jeff. He's a big Ohio State fan. The man was inconsolable, but he gave himself twenty four hours. But he he's been right all this year. Is if you watch this Ohio State team, very good receiving core. Stroud, pretty good, but their defense just wasn't there for ninety percent. You know the year. If you actually watched, you saw in Oregon. And then and you Haskins, felt like they were never going to stop the run in that game. Like, no, no matter I mean, how, yeah. Michigan straight up lined up. Haskins pointed at them, said, Hey, I'm yeah. running the ball right here. And Ohio state said, okay. And Michigan was like, no, I'm literally running the ball right here. Yeah. They didn't do a single thing to stop it. Not one at all. And you know, props to Michigan. It was a beautiful game. I, that snow game, it doesn't get more like romantic than that. Like yes, the biggest, one of the biggest rivalries in a snow bowl, like, that was beautiful. And then you know, there's a hundred thousand people there. And it's, it's the field. Uh, Carrie's cousin yeah. actually rushed the field. She, rushing the they field. Were there. They, they were, I would have too. I mean, I, I didn't have to be a Michigan fan. If people are rushing the field, I'm going to do it just for the experience. Absolutely. The, the one thing I'm going to say is I think I'm done listening to people do the seven nation army chant. I am so done uh, with the seven nation it, army. <laughs> Just because it, they don't even do like the second part of the riff. Like, I don't understand why we just do the monotone. Oh, part. Oh, 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 my. Yeah, it's all bad. all sporting chants. I'm, I'm convinced are just awful for the most part. I, for the I, most part. I mean, it's better than Vuvuzela's, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you're I'm very right. With, you're very, I'm very right. much done with. Can we get a new song like? Yeah. Very much done with that. At least the Patriots play Thunderstruck and everything. Yes, I I, I respect that. And the, 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 the um, typically come out to uh, Metallica. So, I mean, that's or, cool. Or like another ACD song, ACDC. Yeah, or, or, you know, whatever 70s, yeah. 80s hair metal band is was big at the time. And I don't know. It, Penn State, Michigan State was a good game, too. I got to watch so that. Another that one, snow another globe. snow globe, like another snow. straight up snow globe. And not for nothing, Ohio State fans, you're probably going to play Oregon in the Rose Bowl. So at least you get a rematch to decide, you know, are you going to go 2-0 and or 0-2 against this team? Or at least yep. you get a rematch there. But it's very much, I think, just bizarre. The The rankings have been bizarre. Baylor is going to play Oklahoma State this week. Oklahoma State should win. Who knows? Um, but Michigan has got to beat Iowa, who Iowa right now, is sitting at 13, 10 and two. They don't look good. They had to come back against Nebraska, who has just folded as a franchise as well. But that's really kind of where I'm at with college football. I don't have too much more to say other than I, I, once the dust settles, I can't wait to do a final college football playoff show just so we can really bitch and figure everything out. Yeah. But right now, if you were to, do you think the final four ends up as the current? Final no, four. because I think that if Alabama loses one in Oklahoma State wins, Oklahoma State gets in. Yeah. But if Alabama wins, then 
then this this top four is somehow then all what you're yeah, all bets are off yeah because you're not going to have Georgia fall out of the playoffs They're, no Georgia's no matter what playoffs yeah if Michigan handles their business Michigan's making the playoffs Cincinnati should by all means however I can see I mean you can't put Notre Dame in over Cincy so yeah it's it's Oklahoma State Oklahoma State and Alabama are the really the two right now but if Alabama wins then I can very much see Oklahoma State knocking Cincy off because the the committee's just bull crap and Kit wants to get rid of Cincinnati in the they, worst they way. Every single excuse they want any excuse to get rid of Cincinnati. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at with that. Let's transition now to the NFL. Um, our picks not hot. We, we know nothing. Our picks were about the last two weeks are about as good as that Browns Ravens game. <laughs> Baker, I, but still, he was so tough, uh, so tough. throwing those so incompletions tough. when he fumbled that ball or threw those in. Oh, well, to be to give Baker Mayfield a little bit of credit, he was hitting receivers in the hands and they were dropping some of the balls. Yeah, but other than that, like Cream Hunt's dad's even in on this now. He's like, dude, oh, I didn't even me? see this. He, yeah, so Cream Hunt Senior was like, the man is injured. He's afraid to throw the ball. What are you doing on the field, basically? Yeah, ooh, instead like, of Keenum. It, uh, to be fair, like he's got a point though. Baker Mayfield should be shut down for the year, if not yeah. like, a few weeks. I get they're playing for a playoff spot, whatever. However, dude, you're more harm than good. Like that Ravens, Lamar Jackson had four interceptions. Like there were in the span yeah. of like, two minutes in the second quarter, there there were five turnovers total, I believe. It was a very bad game, just like the game. Ugh. Joe Burrow is the only quarterback in the AFC North who knows how to play quarterback anymore. Because apparently, because Roethlisberger. Oh my okay, god! I've That's, never. I that pick six he threw on Sunday was unbelievable. To, to, <laughs> it's it is painful to watch yeah. Roethlisberger. It, it is a chore. I. I feel like I'm sitting in mud anytime the red zone <laughs> where I have to watch a Steelers game is like, yeah. I feel like I'm just stuck in cement or mud watching Ben Roethlisberger yeah. try to navigate the pocket. It's rare that I'm able to follow the trajectory on an out more than I was able to follow the one <laughs> that he threw. I, w- I watched the ball go up in the air and hang out there for 25 minutes. <laughs> it's like, like he throws the, it's anytime he throws the ball more than five yards. I'm like, oh, that's intercepted <laughs> because that ball just, it looks, it looks like he's throwing a weighted, a medicine ball. It, it, honest to God, looks like Ben Roethlisberger's <laughs> chucking ten pound medicine balls up the field. It's the brutal. He, just, he puts everything behind it, and there's nothing there anymore. It's brutal. And then you got Claypool today being like, "Oh, I wish we had music at practice." Music, yeah. And Hayward is basically like, "Shut your bitch ass up." And Mike Tomlin's like, "Oh, I'm gonna let you go ahead and be a player. I'm gonna do the coaching." And it's like, "Yeah, what is going on and with this what Steelers is it- team?" <laughs> What is it with the Steelers where they they seem to find great wide receivers, but they can't find any that actually like get along with the team or any that actually, you know, want to put forth the effort to I don't know, like Claypool, very good receiver, but he had a very dangerous face mask uh, this past weekend as well. So it's like their inability to find a receiver who's not only good, but also not like TikTok dancing in the middle of the field or, <laughs> or recording himself doing, inside God the locker room. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I know a lot of people like Steelers fans want Mike Tomlin fired, but like I get it. They haven't won a playoff game in five years, but Tomlin's never had a losing record. Like to a degree, no. he's not the problem. Like that franchise should have gotten rid of Ben Roethlisberger two years ago. And, and or made him retire last year. They were they were judging him by past performance instead of watching what he was right now. Yeah, it's just and it is hard. That's always a it's it's never easy to move on from the franchise QB who isn't who he used to be. But it's I feel I like it. even at the end of last year, that was the real mistake, not moving on from him. No, that was last year is when they should have moved on. However, I get yeah. Mason rate like that whatever Ben Roethlisberger is doing on right now on the field is a lot better than whatever Mason Rudolph at his best is. Yeah, or or uh, what's Haskins up to now? Yeah, so Dwayne Haskins is a QB three. Like, God. give him a chance. I guess. God, maybe. And, and I understand yeah. Roethlisberger brought you 
two Super Bowls. Yeah. But that was kind of a passenger in one of them. Kind of a passenger in one of them. Yeah. He was he was not the reason why they won that Super Bowl in 06. Not at all. No, but but and he had his moments. I'm not I like Ben was one of my favorite to watch at his peak because he would just he throw guys off of him, but you could see that's taken the physical toll well, now. That's that the reason why like I, I thoroughly enjoy I mean, we all make fun of, I know that Brady is like, oh, the whole, like they fall down anytime a quarterback gets near them. Right. Yeah. And then uh, Rogers, he throws the ball away more than anybody else. Okay. I would rather have a quarterback do that. than take these brutal hits from these, sem- you know, semi trucks. Yeah. Because they learn they're playing Brady's 45 and still playing Roethlisberger's 38 and but the man is done living to fight another down. And he's laboring hardcore. It's just like, oh my God, dude. I I don't know. I, the Steelers, they, they have a lot of, they, they have a lot. Yeah. And I I feel like bad quarterback play is kind of a theme that I'm, I'm going to hit in here because uh, another guy who didn't exactly light up the stats or, or, by the eye test, wasn't hitting on Sunday with Stafford. Ooh, Matthew. So, and yes. ever since Von Miller went to bed, what was it, four and four, and woke up seven and two? Yeah. Seven and one? Seven and one. He woke up seven and one. He, they have now lost three straight games. Three straight. And, and Stafford was throwing those balls where it's like he, he was missing some open receivers in there. He was not good. Not he was good. not good at all. It's, so the Packers and Rams game, the score does not indicate how the game actually went. Yeah. At a point it was 20 to 17. Yeah. The game ended up being 36, 28, but the score was not that close. If if you watched no. this game, it was two long plays because God forbid our, our defense know how to like shut down. Like Stokes, is good. He's a rookie. He's learning. There are some times when he's on the field that it's just like, dude, get your head around. Yeah. Get your hands on some of these balls. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, well, okay. Then that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> and then you have you yeah. know, Savage. He got, it was Sullivan. No, it was Sullivan. My apologies. Sullivan. Yeah. Sullivan got burned on that first, you know, Van Jefferson. The Van Jefferson. Line. Yeah. Cause the, the safeties, they bit up and then, um, Douglas should have had a pick, you know, they had a pick six and then he should have had another pick the next series. Yeah. Missed that pick Beckham gets his first touchdown since I believe it was October of 2020. And so like, that was it. They, and they then he's walking six. around with the back. His back is hurt, which yeah. everybody, I, you know, everybody was just like, um, you know, Oh, why didn't the Packers get Odell? Why didn't this Odell? But as you can see on the field, the dude, he his back was in pain. He could barely run routes. Like yeah, we dodged a bullet. And Robert Woods was very important to that team. Yeah, and and team being the operative word there because I think, and this happens in football. People get wrapped up into like the the shiny pieces of a Rams, but it's that's not how football works at all. Like no. you can't just get the guys that were good in Madden five years ago and think that that's a, they built a an instant Super Bowl. Yeah. And you, you're, you can. Yeah, I get it. Brady worked in part because that whole entire team had been playing together for the most part, except yeah. for the rookies, you know, a couple pieces. So they put Brady in and then you saw the first half of the season. It took him a little while to gel. Um, yeah. However, I think what Tom Brady brings to the team is he's very good at getting everybody mentally focused. Stafford, I like Stafford, great quarterback, but he doesn't really have that. And then you have Aaron Donald, who is choking out our linemen on the field. <laughs> like you saw the yeah. last two times he's played the Packers, like last year in the playoffs, Elgin Jenkins got to him really quick. This time he's choking our linemen out in front of the refs and we get called for a hold, which was a legit hold, but we haven't heard a peep. Since he, you know, he's choking people out roadhouse style. Yeah. And if, if, uh, if, well, what's his face? My, my brain is list. Uh, Ramsey. Yeah. And if uh, Ramsey, who can't, he's apparently this great number one corner and Adams can so <laughs> get a hundred yards every time they put, yeah. He was targeted seven times. Yeah. And Devontae Adams 
caught seven passes. Exactly. And then Aaron Rodgers sent Jalen Ramsey to the shadow realm on that. <laughs> so, you know, he, that was not a designed run play for Rodgers, but he was like talking about on the Pat McAfee show. He's like, I got to do something. He was rolling out. Everybody collapsed to the left. Cause it was supposed to be a play to Devonte on the left. And Everybody went that way. So he's like, all right, now I'm out here with this, you know, amazing cornerback. He he did the juke. Same play like last year in the playoffs. He did the juke. The little him. pump fake. He brought him into the end zone and then he just like threw him off. And then that picture of just Roger standing with the ball behind him yeah. with Ramsey laying on the field like five yards away is just <laughs> put that shit in the move. Well, the crazy part is as he was running into the end zone, he had to run, he had to jump over Leonard Floyd's corpse from last year. When he pumped faked him in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, and the video is so, amazing. Packers. Oh, absolutely. Amazing on those videos of the, the winning, winning Packers Twitter. This, and week. this is Aaron Rodgers who his toe is fractured. He's reassessing surgery following the bye week. He's giving it rest. He, it's, he said, if I get surgery on a Monday, I could play Sunday. So it's not a yeah. major, it's just to immobilize the toe. And if he it, said, it's feeling decent. If it weren't for the scandal, would he probably be the MVP right now? Yeah. Or the leader if, in the MVP if race? If he doesn't miss that Chiefs game, yeah, without a doubt, he should. Like, I, I mean, it's very close to even being like, I, I think that he's should be in the discussion, anyways. Yeah, because I mean, you have Brady, who has what is it, four more touchdowns or something like that than him, but. He, Brady that, had the early momentum, but I feel like even he's kind of been in a downstretch. I the mean, last... watching the Bucks teams, like, yes, they just won 38-31, but that's yeah. touchdowns from Leonard Fournette. Their running game was very good. Um, they're all, And they Carson haven't... Wentz just decided to throw them a couple uh, or to give them a ball a few times. I feel like that was a he lot did. more. He, yeah. That, that one to Pittman, definitely. Pittman, you're six foot five, man. You have a <laughs> five foot nine guy jumping over you. You're mossing you. And the Bucks, they're, yeah, they're winning games are eight and three, but they haven't passed the eye test necessarily. I mean, they have not looked at the best. And no. I don't think that there's really a team, and everybody has Arizona. Yeah, they're eight and two right now over the Packers. Yeah. But, but Kyler's missed. Enough games at this point. The Packers have also beat the Cardinals. I mean, Rogers went out there with guys who work at Costco and ended up beating them. To one win free. So Jonathan Taylor would be my next. Like he should probably, but we all know that running backs don't get the due respect when it comes MVP season. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes isn't it. He doesn't. Patrick Mahomes is not in the discussion at all. Tannehill isn't it. Uh, Uh, Jones will be rookie of the year, most likely. Yeah, Josh Allen lost to Jacksonville a couple weeks ago. Not, I mean, yeah, he came out and blew out the Saints on you know Thursday night football, but they haven't looked good either. They've been putting up a lot of struggles. Yeah. So I don't really know who the MVP would be right now, but I absolutely think that Rodgers should be in the discussion. Like Homerism aside, like Aaron Rodgers should absolutely be in the discussion because why not? He's got 26 touchdowns, four interceptions. He's got you know, he's seven touchdowns behind Brett Favre, mind you, which is frustrating me that nobody has brought this up. Yeah. Nobody has brought this up. Any, no media has brought this up. Rogers needs seven more touchdowns to tie Brett Favre on the all time Packers touchdown list. Like it's unbelievable. And he's, unbelievable. Thrown, he's missed 20 games. He's got like 1800 less attempts. He's yeah. got 93 interceptions to Brett Favre's 286. <laughs> That's unbelievable. So, I know it's a different era, but that's unbelievable. We're not talking about this. Yeah. So why, I don't get why we're not talking about this even in Packers media. So it's it's kind of funny there. I think we're so um, caught up in, in drama in Packers we media. We are. So it's, like, it's, it's always something with the Packers, right? I yeah. Mean, it's a weird year in that regard because I feel like... Other, I feel like we should, as a Packer, Packer nation, just be like, "Wow, this team is actually kind of better than last year. Really good." And our defense yeah. has taken that tremendous. This is the this is the defense we've been waiting for for ten freaking years. Yeah, this is the one we've been whining about this when we were like, "Hey, like, this is why Tom Brady. Tom Brady always has a top ten defense. Yes. And the Packers have had like two, and we so. finally get this defense that we've been longing for." Yeah, and we're and talking about we're talking about we're looking at toe pictures, but hey, <laughs> we're talking about feet. And we should also be talking about AJ Dillon. Like everybody hated that pick, but AJ Dillon 
some monster just barreling through dude absolute monster and he's the second highest rated running back per in per pff behind jonathan taylor yeah the dude is a monster like i'm not tackling that man in december in lambeau field i'm just yeah. not so it is a very interesting time speaking of interesting i want to discuss what's going on with the seahawks Oh, we're God. letting Russ cook, but he's cooking we're, with we're, the microwave, and he's yeah. I think food. I think uh, Russ made some hot pockets yesterday. Russell Wilson I think he, is uh, he made some ramen. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks he. It's he's hurt. I I know you're. I I know he's hurt, but we're looking at these when they flash to the all twenty two. He's he's got open guys and he's just not even DK looking. Metcalf at was like, open at one point in the back of an end zone. He didn't. Your hands there. are hurt. What about your head? I don't he's not understand making good decisions and not at all. You know, he, there's a lot of turnovers yesterday. Um, I didn't realize when I was watching that the Washington football team, his, their kicker hurt his hamstring. So that's why yeah. I had to keep going for him fourth. Cause I was like, why aren't they just kicking the field goal? It made yeah. sense. He hurt his hamstring on that blocked two point conversion. Um, in which by the way, I probably would have pretended that I hurt my hamstring as I well after too. that. <laughs> but to, to circle back though, is like, Everything again with this team seems like such a, a chore. Like the defense yes. is just not it. They have good offensive players. Like DK Metcalf is nothing to scoff at. Tyler Lockett is nothing to scoff at. Well, and you understand a bad game, but it's more of one of those where when you watch him, he just looks very, very uncomfortable. Like it seems like they can't get him playing in rhythm at all. Uh, Russ. Yeah, it's he. There's no everything seems like even gaining one yard in the run game seems like such a yeah, core. Uh, like it should uh, not be this hard. Pete, Pete's Pete, uh, go. message Pete. to Pete Carroll. Uh, you don't have to run the third and one to DJ Dallas from the I formation. Um, <laughs> not only that, but he didn't even yeah. run up the middle. He did, he a did <laughs> he, and he did this twice. He did this twice. So, uh, Pete Carroll's got to go, right? Like Pete Carroll has to go after. This. I, I think it, very real. We might be trending there. We might be trending there. I think we're going to lose one of Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, but I think there's a very real possibility that you lose both. We might be trending there, and and I keep. It's hard for me not to come back to the the Adams trade because they really thought that was going to be the. Speaking of which, they should have the fourth overall pick right now in the draft, but yeah. that belongs to the Jets who also owns the fifth overall pick in the draft right now. So <laughs> that Adams pick was not it. Man, Mike White is going to have a stacked roster next Mike, year, man. Uh, Mike White, yeah. I mean, there is no quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> but but at the same, yeah, it's like Seattle really could use whatever pick that was going to be. To uh, It's brutal. It's, it is absolutely brutal. And I just... The Seahawks, I, th- I think... I know the Bears and Saints were two teams that were put on Russell Wilson's list in the offseason. Russell uh, Wilson Vegas isn't. Was... I think Vegas. I think I honestly, it, I, I, the way I'm feeling right now is Denver will make a play at Russell Wilson, and I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae. Yeah. something is going to happen. Denver and Carolina both, to me, look like teams that if they need some guy. <laughs> to complete that roster. Yeah. Like, well, they have stacked wide receivers and their defense is actually playing really good. And they yeah. have two monster running backs. Well, I love the Williams Gordon combo. I like Tim Patrick. I, I feel like they just got guys that they do with an actual quarterback. They really Teddy's do. fine, but Teddy is, Teddy is kind of Teddy, like the, Teddy, yeah, Teddy. It looks like he's, it's just throwing a medicine ball in the air. Yeah. T- Teddy is your Madden ultimate team starter quarterback <laughs> to me. I just, <laughs> and yeah, I, I was just going to say, like, speaking of the Broncos, like the Chargers, are they, con- they're a confusing team too. Like what is going on with the Chargers? They are, I, Justin Herbert was lighting it up. The bye week came. And ever since then, it's just like everything. Like is they forgot how Mike Williams football. was their only guy. Apparently I don't, I, I still have Keenan Allen, but I, I feel like they can't move the ball. No. And they can't the stop the run at all. Not at all. Their defense has taken a step back big time. Absolutely. So I, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Um, I know that the Cowboys and Saints are playing this Thursday and the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy is going to be, is on the COVID list. Um, and the, the potentially eight starters are going to be out. They haven't, oh. they haven't really said really what is going on there, but Jerry Jones is like, we're hundred percent vaccinated now because 
either everyone's vaccinated or they've got COVID. So they've they've got got 90 COVID. days. <laughs> yeah. It's a, well, Jason Garrett's available if they need a, uh, they need a, need a quarterback. So yeah, I think well, that, that would really help them. Apparently they're going to run Ezekiel Elliott into the ground. Cause they're like, he's <laughs> Mike McCarthy's like, he needs a break. Jerry Jones is like, we're running that motherfucker and we're running. Him hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was uh did everybody, did he have another party at his house? Is that why everybody's got a COVID now again? Apparently. And Sean Payton speaking of, isn't naming who their starting quarterback is, but it's rumor is that uh, Taysom Hill. Um, Yeah. Taysom Hill might be the starting quarterback, but he's not naming the quarterback for that game. Yikes. Yikes. He's another one that's like, man, I I feel like he would love a Russell Wilson about now. Yeah. If yeah. he could. Yeah. Um, that's kind of all I really have. Like, I don't really have anything else besides the Dolphins are in a hot streak. The 49ers and, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins lining up underneath his guard instead of his I, uh, center. I do want to spend a couple seconds talking about the game of the year. Uh, Bears Lions on Thanksgiving. Uh, can you believe I, I got 26 million viewers? 26 million viewers. <laughs> oh my 26, God. 26 million people yeah. said, I will not talk to my conservative uncle Jeffrey about mask <laughs> mandates. <laughs> I need to watch Jared Goff. I, and, uh, I have to watch Jared and Andy Goff. Dalton. And, and, Buck and Aikman, so I've been fascinated this year because they're used to doing the uh, the premium games, but the last couple of years, they're now relegated to these fucking Thursday games. And this year, they just don't even care. They're, they're like actively shading the shitty teams, and I oh, love it. It was hilarious. Uh, like, they got that touchdown, and Aikman was like, they're not they, – they got the penalty on the kick. He's like, I'm not <laughs> sure they know how to, like, to do after scoring a touchdown. And Carrie is a Lions fan. She's like, I don't appreciate him talking shit. And I was like, I do. Yeah. Like, and are you kidding me? <laughs> on, the, uh, on the first drive, so uh, Chicago gets the ball, and Joe Buck's like, hey, Dalton, not dealing with any crowd noise to speak of in yeah. reference to the Lions fans. It was just like, it's just like <laughs> they were, I loved it. I, I think yeah. I don't oh, it's great. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, like everybody else seems to. Yeah. I have zero. I don't have any problems with them. They, they've grown and, up. Like Aikman gets really annoying sometimes, but Joe Buck, I've actually enjoyed. The, this is the heel turn. I wanted. This it's is the exactly heel turn. I wanted. Like, I wanted. like, just don't be a robot. Like just kind of throw some shade in there. Um, yeah. When, when the jets were getting pounded by the Colts a few weeks ago, Buck was like, Oh, the only drama left in this game is how good the headlines going to be in the New York post. <laughs> so yeah. he, he's, he's talking shit. I love it. I love I, it. I, I'm here for it. A hundred percent. And Oh yeah, one one last football thing. Uh, did you see Vrabel throwing the challenge flag? Oh man, he chucked, that was a toss of the year. He chucked. He should honestly he start. To he should be starting for the Broncos he right could, now. The or the Lions or the I Lions. Mean, that man can throw the ball tomorrow. Tomorrow, <laughs> put him in somebody. Uh, yeah, it, that's the fire my team needs. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I very much. Well, I also appreciate that our coach Matt Lafleur, sexiest quarterback that has sexiest been, coach, not quarterback coach, was he gets real petty with his sometimes, and I, I love what yeah. he get. Yeah, it, sexiest coach. He, he um, for those who didn't see, he won a in in for or wh- wh- who ran this poll? Somebody ran a poll on the sexiest coaches, and. Um, Andy Reid did not finish Andy, last. No, neither did Bill Belichick. They neither like, did Bill. They, I mean, <laughs> they're fright. Like I think Bill Belichick was higher than Zach Taylor. Even <laughs> <laughs> Bill Belichick has a lot of I don't give a fuck about him, and I think that kind of carries him. Uh, like he's true. kind of like the the class rebel. A like, lot of girls who have daddy issues are like, yes, I would yes. fuck Bill Belichick in a heartbeat. Yes, like cut cut my sleeves, baby. Cut my yes. sleeves. <laughs> like rub my bare arms, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of shit talking, though, let's move over to the NHL before we wrap this up. Brad Marchand. So first things first, suspended three games. His first suspension in forty three months. Yep. For a slew foot, the replay. Yeah, I've seen people do far worse, PK Subban. 
and not get a suspension at all. <laughs> Obviously, because they see Brad Marshand. Yeah. All right. Fine. They're going to suspend him for that repeat offender, which by this point, he's not even a repeat offender anymore. It's been 43 months. Yeah. Um, but it, that video of Panarin throwing the glove at him. On it's amazing. The Black Friday game. It was hilarious. And apparently what he said was nobody in Russia likes you. Is what Marshan said, and that's why Panera, because Panera's like he said something mean or whatever. Yeah, Marshan was basically. I said nobody in Russia likes him, so if he's that yeah, soft, he's like Vladimir Putin says you're a pussy. <laughs> yeah, like, like Ivan Drago said he would break you. Oh my god! Uh, uh, Alex Ovechkin said that your Russian machine always breaks. Yeah, <laughs> and I get it. Yeah. Like, there were some issues. All you know, there was issues, right? Like. Uh, with with Panarin and Putin, like the very very real scary issues with the family. I'm not going to knock that at all. But like, yeah, if Brad Marchand really was like nobody in Russia likes you, and you get that mad, like, all right, dude. Hey, I, and I don't think his, I don't think his shit talking is exactly uh, mm. thought of on the the highest level, <laughs> the highest plane of existence. I know it's shocking for Brad Marchand, but it's just like. It is insane. And um, yeah. speaking of head cases, Evander Kane was cleared waivers and everything for the, sh- and apparently he's reported to the Sharks AHL affiliate. So that's, you know, good news for Kane and his gambling addiction. He's all going to bankruptcy. Yeah. Uh, the um, uh, Speaking of the AHL, I just, it's amazing how quickly this shit goes to me. And, and I saw today, Matt, Mur- or the, saw the other day, Matt Murray is now in the AHL as a member of the Sens. Yeah. Is, what, like what happened to him? Like he went from rookie just, sensation in Pittsburgh or, to yeah. jumping and, around. And the whole thing with them last year is they needed a goalie. So it's like, God, I would have been nice to have Matt Murray, I think. Yeah. But. And um, McKinnon's returning Wednesday for Colorado. Yeah. And Colorado's been spanking teams. They they yes. started off kind of slow, but they're they're, they're getting their Colorado's groove. back. Um, a team that's all over the map right now. Apparently, Tuka Rask is skating again, which is really good news for the Bruins because their goaltending is like dead last in save percentage this year. While Oof. the rest of the team, uh, Jake DeBrusque apparently has asked for a trade. Uh, Bruce Cassidy is on the COVID list, and apparently the Providence Bruins have a massive COVID outbreak. So, Ooh. wouldn't be surprised if this trickles down a little bit. Um, maybe they end up in Islanderville in a yeah, second, where so they're on the postponed. They might have to postpone some. The NHL is having a real problem with COVID outbreaks this year, so they might have to postpone some games here at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jake DeBrusque asking for a trade. It's sad because a few seasons ago, he was a 27 goal scorer and he's got multiple 40 point seasons. I don't know if it's a developmental problem with the Bruins or what it is, but I, he also is a very streaky player. Like he's disappeared, but you're also having him play like Nick Ritchie shows up playing on his offhand and like his off wing. So I, I think it's a combination of the Bruins mismanaging DeBrusque and also DeBrusque just needing some new motivation because he just. I think they can get good return. Apparently eight teams are calling about him. And do, do you think he's one of those where just this role isn't, I don't think he's like I think your the third Boston line type. market is very hard to play in. And so like, if you're not producing that stress gets amplified, then say if you're playing for Winnipeg, yeah, you have so to have a certain mental, it, it takes a very strong, you know, mental and Patrice Bergeron is like, Hey man, we're here for him. We expect him to be here for us as long as he is here. So I, I just hope the Bruins get a good enough return for DeBrusque because he's a good yeah. player. Their talent is there. I don't know if it's just a change of scenery needs to happen or what. He so, seems like he's one of those guys that's going to do the Frank Vetrano, like score 25 goals. He's going to go to Vegas for Florida nice. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Little <laughs> Vegas, little Vegas, but play on the fourth line or something. And then he'll yeah. on Lucic with six goals. So beautiful. He's still beautiful. in the league. Still in the league. Getting them checks. Still in the league, man. Still in yeah. um, league leaders right now. So Leon Drasadi just is a uh, 20 goal. Dreisaitl, man. Dreisaitl. What just happened there? I yeah. sincerely apologize. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. That, well, that just means it's a good porter. That's all that really means. Yeah, apparently, like, I had half a porter. And whatever. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, by the way, I saw Edmonton uh, – I saw Edmonton play the Golden Knights this past week, and uh, 
that somehow Connor and Leon didn't score, Ed, but Edmonton still won. Yeah, well, and Connor's they're like six and fifty-six when that happens. Yeah, Connor's at twenty-two assists. Leon's at forty points. They're the top three in That's the league. Unbelievable. And then Jack Campbell has twelve wins for Toronto, who's so he's leading in goaltending. But it's like Edmonton, man. They might finally break that. Uh, they might finally break the you know the the Canadian streak. Yeah, it's they're one of those teams where it's like if they ever actually start to call the playoffs, like the, more like they do the regular season, I think they're going to roll through. But yeah, the I question mean, the playoffs is are a different beast. It, it, anything yeah, can happen. It, um, you'll you'll be able to kick the shit out of them come yeah. the playoffs, and but but man, it's it definitely. I do think we put so much of an emphasis uh, emphasis on the postseason that we skip over these regular season oh, amazing and that, really they're do. sick. Well, nobody gets crowned in the regular season as we've seen. No, you no. The Tampa Bay Lightning had the best regular season in history and then get swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. To a certain point, we can't keep putting stock in great regular season victories because you got to win the cup. Yeah. And so at what point do you start criticizing people? But Edmonton, man, they're putting it together up there. And uh, I love, I always love their, jer- especially their black jersey combo. Like those things yeah. are fucking sexy, dude. I actually see. I think that led to them winning now that they they abandoned that shit they had going on in the early two thousands. Oh yeah, and so it really it changed the culture. Oh, I agree. Yeah, very much agreed. It's like Calgary. Like Calgary's back to wearing these throwbacks, and they're beautiful. I love throwbacks. Like love the, throwbacks. the the Reds. Yeah. I love them. I wish we can get some more of these throwbacks just because yep. they're so beautiful. A lot of them are. I mean, not every single one's. Obviously. Not every single. I mean, but, nothing's like the Jersey Jersey, but no, it, no, it is. No. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else. I don't really have much yeah. to talk about NBA this week. Uh, the Warriors are still running. The Suns are on a 16 game winning streak. So uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, and the Lakers, the Lakers are not. I'm starting to think they're just not very good. <laughs> they lost to the Kings the other week. Like now they, I think I saw that. Who is, is it LeBron's on the protocol? Uh, I don't know who's actually on the protocol. Good. Like I just question. saw a, uh, just saw a thing about that. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure LeBron's on the pro- protocol as of like a couple of hours ago. <laughs> Probably because he didn't want to play the Kings. Again. Well, DeMarcus Cousins of- is on the Bucks now, by the way, and he's already, you know, putting in work and things like that. The Bucks are trending upwards, so that's good yeah. news. He's um, practicing, his, uh, practicing his technical fouls. Zion is out another five to six weeks due to Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, like you're a professional athlete and come on, man. It's not, it shouldn't be, it's easy for us to say, but if you're paying me all that money, like, I'm putting in the work because that's all I have to do. Here it is. LeBron is in the health and safety protocols. Uh, the health and safety. Uh, it, it doesn't say if he's confirmed here, but uh, <laughs> it, he's expected to miss several games, including Tuesday's game against the Kings. So he's a coward. He doesn't want to face the Kings. No. Circling back, final point that I have. This is your college football playoff deciding potentially lineup. Utah and Oregon. Utah is 17. Oregon is 10. Baylor is 9. Oklahoma State, 5. They're facing off. App State plays University of Louisiana, who's coming at 24. That's not playoff deciding. I just had to throw that in there. (laughs) Alabama, Georgia. So uh, that game is going to be a 1 versus 3. And then Houston, number 21, taking on number 4, Cincinnati. Number 2, Michigan. Number 13, Iowa. So a lot to look forward to. I got my son's birthday party, so I'm going to be home in time to watch that Georgia-Alabama game and then that Michigan-Iowa game and probably that Cincinnati game. So lots to look forward to. As always, subscribe to us. We're on all your podcast platforms. Go to Twitter, Sports Brews News. Find us. You'll see the you'll see us. And uh, any final thoughts? Um, the only thing I want to say is Ovechkin is on pace for 71 goals right oh, now. Yes, so that's right. holy Goalie shit. Is uh, disgusting I think right now. We all need to adopt it. Fuck the TB12. We need the uh, AO8 where we just <laughs> drink a lot of whiskey. Lot of, I presume that's what vodka he does. and cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's right the there. only thing. I, yeah. Uh, other than that, that that's 
that's it. We're looking forward to this weekend. Looking forward. Should be a good. Uh, We're going to have a lot of salt mining to do next. Week. <laughs> a lot of salt mining. No Packers game this week. Thank God. No Packers. It's going to be great. I can watch the Red Zone. I can watch the Red Zone. Care. Oh, dang, and actually, I'll no be at the. Um, I'll be watching Taylor Heineke in person. Oh, Very excited actually, for that. I have. I actually kind of like him. I kind of like him. I do too. I like the. I like what he's got to bring. And uh, yeah, I got some fantasy implications because. I am like fringe playoffs in a few leagues, so I I need some need some help. Yeah, I I've got a lot of Antonio Gibson, and he looks like the Antonio Gibson that I'm used to. So happy yeah, with it. Very true. He's back to himself. All right, everybody. Until next week, we appreciate you, and uh, as always, go pack, go. Go pack, go.